Join us as we explore timeless wisdom from around the world, seeking truths that resonate most for each individual. Welcome to Peace on Your Journey podcast. I'm John Lawyer, a former soldier turned spiritual traveler. At Kishar, we celebrate the journey of discovery together, delving into various religious, spiritual, and philosophical traditions. For a deeper dive into spirituality, join our vibrant online community at kishar.org. If you'd like to experience this production with dynamic art and video content, check out our YouTube channel at Peace on Your Journey. And that's true about anything that we study in the spiritual or real world, that often the truth lies in the balance. The truth lies in the gray in between black and white. This is a book everyone should probably read. It's more than philosophy, spirituality, self-help, or psychology. It's Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. It gets into the heart of the human condition. Who we are as individuals, ourselves, as a society. This is an emotional, hard-hitting story with the wisdom of the universe inside of it. It's deep, and it's going to touch your soul. Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust survivor. He was a doctor and a psychiatrist when he entered the concentration camps. This work is less focused on the details of the day-to-day life and existence in the death camps, and it's more attuned to what it all meant and what it means in the context of great human suffering. Frankel states this up front, and you can kind of see this thread through his whole work. That doesn't mean you don't also get a glimpse simultaneously into what was happening when they were confined to this incomprehensible existence. And with that, I have to add a critical note here. I'm a spiritualist, and I live a relatively apolitical existence. But I'd be remiss if I didn't say firmly, out loud at the start of this video, the Holocaust absolutely happened. It's a truth of our shared history. And I encourage everyone watching this to go and visit the United States Holocaust Memorial Museum at ushmn.org. You could also watch the movie Schindler's List by Steven Spielberg to get better perspective as well. May we all understand our history so that we may not relive the worst parts of it. And I think that's just so important for us to say here as we explore this very meaningful work from Viktor Frankl. Part of our spiritual path may be facing evil and looking into the darkness. It's very human to turn away from evil, to avert our eyes in the face of this senseless hate. I personally feel like we too often ignore human darkness in our society. We run from it, we try and outpace it, we deny its existence, or we wish that it didn't exist. History teaches us, it instructs us to the realities of our human existence. And this existence deeply intersects with our spiritual existence. If we strive to understand this complex human machine, and the ecosystems that we create as humans, both good and bad, we generate more time and space for us to really focus on our own spiritual growth. And that's so important. This was a powerful book. It's relatively short though. It's not a long read. In the first two thirds of the book, he eloquently describes the process from the time that he was initially interned all the way through his release and finding freedom. He recounts an unlikely journey both in terms of the probability of his survival and the fact that he ultimately found meaning in his experience. He covers the choices faced by him and all others in the camps, that it was about survival in the most serious sort of way. But if one would survive, 
another would not survive. And so he was faced with the fact that his decisions and actions to protect himself and his own friends in the camps might mean the opposite for someone else. And this is completely a poor substitute for describing what he actually wrote. In fact, much of anything about this book that I can tell you is going to be difficult to convey versus actually reading it. And so I'll give you one of the most touching quotes that I read as I was going through this book. Frankel wrote, We who have come back by the aid of many lucky changes or miracles, whatever one may choose to call them, we know the best of us did not return. He's telling us here that those that survived did so by making choices that are incomprehensible to most of us. So try and walk for a minute in those footsteps. How does this impact your own spiritual journey? The best advice I can give is that to understand it, you have to read it. That's, I think, the second time I've said that, but you need to feel it to understand it and try to wrap your head around it and even more to wrap your soul around it. On this dark path, we also see great light and we understand the balance of the universe. There really is great light in this book even through all the darkness. In this amazing work, there's love. There's this beauty, a strength, there's wisdom. And it's true to its name. There's meaning. Our search for meaning in this really crazy, mixed up world can be a deep one. It might take us years or decades to find it. And I think some people will never find it in this lifetime. So when something comes along in the world, like this work, this book, we should take advantage of it so we can gain from this great wisdom and it will speak to you it's probably going to make you weep and that's okay he really touched me when he wrote human kindness can be found in all groups even those which as a whole it would be easy to condemn the boundaries between groups overlapped and we must not try to simplify matters by saying that these men were angels and those men were devils he's telling us that it's complicated as it ever was, the universe is not black and white. Even if black and white, or yes or no, or right or wrong may exist by themselves, in the larger context, they get blended together in this really complex way. And yet, in that complexity, there is also simplicity, that we can find great truth at the boundaries of these great contradictions. And that's true about anything that we study in this spiritual or real world, that often the truth lies in the balance the truth lies in the gray in between black and white before we move on please subscribe by hitting the watermark in the lower right hand corner and if you think this video could help friends or family please pass it on to them freedom was this relative thing reading through this book the first and largest part of the book was on frankel's experience in the camps and it was some of the finest bits of writing i've ever seen or read it was definitely the most approachable writing I've ever read on the, the experiences that people had in these death camps. He wrote about the liberation of camps by the Allies, and on this he says, Freedom. We repeated to ourselves, and yet we could not grasp it. We had said this word so often during all the years we dreamed about it that it had lost all meaning. Its reality did not penetrate into our consciousness. We could not grasp the fact that freedom was ours. We came to meadows full of flowers. We saw and realized that they were there. 
but we had no feelings about them. The first spark of joy came when we saw a rooster with a tail of multicolored feathers, but it remained only a spark. We did not yet belong to this world. Let's pause on this for a few moments. Please read through that again so we can get a glimpse of what utter despair and darkness really is. Frankel would go on to describe the bitterness of prisoners upon reaching freedom, that they'd shifted their reality in this incredible, indescribable way. He would compare it to a diver surfacing too fast and getting the bends. He said it was violent in its own way. This is a great context for when we find our own selves emerging from the darkness. I've had my own journey in the swamp of sadness, and I would never compare my trauma as a soldier and civilian to 12 years in combat zones to what Franco went through. There is no comparison. What he went through was way, way worse. But I can't, and you shouldn't be in the habit of comparing traumas or life experiences. So we have to look at our life and our experiences in the context of our own self and our own reality. So I try to relate my journey here that I've had to lessons that I learned from reading his work. And when I finally came home from all those years in the desert, I was out of this painful place, this swamp. But at the same time, I was still there. It wouldn't leave me and I wouldn't leave it. So even if we've come out of this darkness to find we're standing in the light, we still might not see it. And so for a minute, reflect on that. If you've been in this dark place, Have you left it? Has it left you? And then know that even if we don't see it, there's this light, if only that spark. You know, Frankel talked about finding that spark of light once he found freedom. And so my message to you today and his message is to find that spark. It exists, even if it's only part of that universal light and eternal spark within you. That can't ever be lost. So even in those times when you can't see it or sense it, think about this spark that's within you and think about this as something relatable to our current generations, whether it's Sam and Frodo carrying the elvish vial of light or Ron carrying Dumble's deluminator. Finding that light when we come out of our darkest moments may be this thing that saves us. You're that vial of light. You are that deluminator. So always know that you carry that light within and that you can use it when you most need it. Frankel came to a fork in the road, to a point where he had a choice to stay with his friends who were going to be sent to an outer, smaller camp or to stay at the main camp. And he really grappled with his decision and he decided to stay with his friends. And several who stayed at the main camp 
thought that Frankel was completely foolish and they thought that he would surely perish after making this decision. He even thought that. But it turns out that if he'd stayed at that main camp with those people who thought he was crazy for leaving, he'd likely have died there. And so when he chose friendship and love, it saved him. I'm not sure a more beautiful message exists in this book. That's something that is just so powerful, thinking about choosing loving kindness, choosing friendship can save you. He also talks about the present moment isn't always the place to be. This is a really complicated section that I'm going to discuss here. I very much believe that the present moment is this powerful thing on our spiritual path. In many ways, the present moment is all we have. But I think this sometimes can miss. And there's nothing that we can see in this universe as absolutes, really. So there comes a point at this intersection between our spiritual being and the real world where it kind of comes to a head. So in Frankel's experience, it was very much not about the present moment. It was deeply tied to his past. And the concept of a future had no definition to him. The present was this horrible horror that he couldn't really even describe. But the past was love. Even if the future didn't exist, the past had love in it, even if the present had horror. Because how can something without definition exist in this real realm? And my message to you here would be that you can take every spiritual lesson that you receive in context, understand that its application in both the spiritual and the real world may be fluid. And that makes sense given the motion, rhythm, and change of the universe. The last section of the book focuses on Frankel's life and his work after he was freed. It delves into his method of psychotherapy, and it's worth reading this portion, but it does differ from the first uh, half to two-thirds of the book. The first half of this later section is easier to read and digest than the very last portion, which I think gets a little technical. Towards the end of the book, he calls his version of psychotherapy uh, and methodology called logotherapy. And he would develop logotherapy as a school of psychoanalysis. And he laid this out very successfully, and it became a very proven method to help really all of humanity. And it focused on the meaning of human existence, as well as man's search for meaning. According to the discipline, the striving to find meaning in one's life is the primary motivational force in man. So as you read through this whole book, you're going to discover the power of choice and suffering. He emphasized that even in the most horrendous of circumstances, you have the freedom to choose your attitude and find meaning in suffering. That everything happens for a reason. He talked about the search for meaning as life's primary motivation. Unlike Freud's will to pleasure or Adler's will to power, Again, Frankel proposed the will to meaning as the central human drive. People are primarily motivated by a desire to find meaning in their lives. This includes meaning in everyday life. He illustrates meaning can be found in everyday experiences, from relationships to work, and the way one responds to life's challenges and suffering. And he talks about life's inevitable suffering. He asserts that suffering is an inevitable part of life. 
but it's not the presence of suffering that defines us. It's how we respond to it. And we, we talk often in the spiritual world or the self-help world that we always have choices. And Frankel reaffirms that we always have a choice. And he discusses that finding meaning in suffering can lead to personal growth and fulfillment. As we get close to the end, I want to give you this bit from Frankel on success. Don't aim at success, he says. The more you aim at it and make it a target, the more you're going to miss it. For success, like happiness, cannot be pursued. It must ensue, and it only does so as the unintended side effect of one's personal dedication to a cause greater than oneself, or as a byproduct of one's surrender to a person other than oneself. Happiness must happen, and the same holds true for success. You have to let it happen by not caring about it. Success will follow you precisely because you had forgotten to think of it. And I think what he's trying to say here is we can't hold on too tight. We have to take life as it comes to us and live it, find meaning in it. And that's how we proceed through this world and this reality that we occupy. This is such an emotional and moving subject. So what were your thoughts on this work? Please let me know in the comments and I will absolutely respond to you. Having a discussion is what this is all about. For a peaceful community where people can share their journeys and be themselves, have discussions about spirituality and subjects just like this, visit Kishar.org. And please like this video if you'd like us to keep making content just like this. Until next time, I wish you peace on your journey.